This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Beats, Mother Nature's oldest prank on humankind. Straight from the ground to your table, to your stool. Nothing makes you relive the past 24 to 48 hours quite like Beats. Introducing unsuspecting millions to the existential dread of internal bleeding since time immemorial. Buy Beats today at your local grocer. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, an angry man who is always right. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review or older horror movies, both good and horrorable. I'm Bryce. And I'm David. Well, our sponsors are... They're just crazy. We get a lot of, uh, you know, gastrointestinal based, right? Yeah, sponsorship. It's it's I've, it's our market. I've noticed a trend. Yeah, it all co- tends to come back to poop. So uh, quickly at the front of the podcast, our website is horrormovietalk dot com. Check us out there, and you'll find links to social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter, pretty active. Whenever you send us a message, we'll respond to you. We're a little needy that way. We post new episodes of Horror Movie Talk every Wednesday, so subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting platform. Yeah, Stitcher allows people to review, so if you listen on Stitcher, or if you don't, get on Stitcher and leave us a review on there. That'd be sweet. Yeah. So today we'll be talking about Hellfest. Woo! Uh, the way the episode goes, we'll start by giving an overview of our review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone knows how 1 to 10 works. <laughs> 1 makes you angry at how bad it is. 5 is average. It's an average film that hits all the expected marks. And 10 is a breakout that transcends the genre. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later, we'll be playing a couple games, uh, taglines, where we come up with new taglines for the film. Maybe not a separate bit, but we'll do Bryce Called It, which I had a couple pretty good ones this time, where I predict something in the movie and it comes true. I need a Called It section. Yeah. Although I I don't really attempt to make bold statements about movies. It's not my it's not my deal. I think you tried this time and it didn't work out. And I can't remember what it was. I don't know what you're talking about. This entire that entire bit is based on confirmation bias. We're yeah. only we're only gonna do it when I'm right. So I'm gonna, we'll never know. Actually I was thinking about that. I've been thinking about the confirmation bias of Bryce called it, and I think I think I'm gonna go into movies now and make you call it <laughs> and then bring it up. Yeah, we might have to do it where I have to call it within the first ten minutes of the movie. Ooh. Something within the first ten minutes. That'd be good. Um we'll go over some horror movie news and we're gonna try out a new game called Lifetime Movie or Horror Movie. Oh, I remember this. Yay. <laughs> this will be fun. So I'll be reading a couple synopsises of movies and david has to guess whether it's a lifetime movie or a horror movie and uh you can play along at home thanks again for listening and let's get into the show so we went to see hellfest and it was a snooze fest here's the trailer VIP passes to help us. What is that? It's a traveling horror night. Has horror mazes in it. We will totally lose it in there. It's gonna be fun, right? <laughs> Why are we signing a waiver? Well, because the liability is. Hey, bitch. A couple years ago, some girl got totally gutted. Killer left her body in the park for three days. They thought she was a freaking prop. Some people are just evil. They walk amongst. You think you're scaring me? No. Move. Look, the more scared you seem, the more they're going to come after you. You have to just play it cool. Help me! Please help me! 
do it. That was insane, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, real. That's trailer. <laughs> that ended abruptly. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So uh, Hellfest can be found in theaters right now, and probably not for much longer, my prediction. I looked at Assassination Nation, and it was only playing like one afternoon showing. That came out. And it came out last week. One week ago. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the type of movie that's not going to last very long. Um, I disagree. Hellfest, Hellfest is a traveling horror night, if that's a thing, that rolls into town and a group of friends get VIP passes to go and enjoy the spooks. So think Haunted House, but it covers an entire theme park. Little do they know that hidden among the park employees is a masked killer that picks off visitors that aren't scared. Hellfest is directed by Gregory Plotkin, and I think he took a huge Plotkin on the slasher genre. <laughs> Plotkin has spent most of his career as an editor, most notably the second assistant editor on Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> most notably? <laughs> as well as editor on Get Out and, and uh, Paranormal Activities 2 through 5. His only other feature-length film is Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. Which is the longest, draggy-outiest one. Yeah. Well, it's not a bad. It's not. It's not terrible. I think that's the only one that I haven't seen. Did you, did you see the the paranormal activity in the hood? <laughs> There's a hood one. It's not in the. It's not quote unquote in the in the hood like lep like a leprechaun in the hood, but uh, it is. Yeah, it, it's like it's in like downtown L.A. Like. Some sort of no, I haven't seen. I think the last one I saw was where the ending. There was some kind of witch's coven or some kind of ritual cult. Yeah, that's like four. Yeah, I can't recall. Anyways, it stars Amy Forsyth as Natalie, the protagonist returning home from school to visit her grade school BFF, Brooke, played by the distractingly beautiful Rain Edwards. Oh my god. Along for the ride and generally being an annoying presence is Taylor, played by Bex Taylor Klaus. Each one has an arbitrary boyfriend to accompany them to the park, and yeah. they're, they might as well be nameless. They're all equivalent. You hate this. I really didn't like the movie. Hellfest. Hellfest. I keep saying Hellfest. Hellfest. Hell, that's, Hellfest. That's scary. Hellfest suffers from terrible dialogue and annoyingly vapid characters. <laughs> the setups for the killing scenes are unbelievable even for horror standards. And there, there are a few good death scenes, but on the whole, it falls flat. So I gave it... <laughs> You hate the shit out of this movie. Wow, I did not realize you were going to, like, eviscerate this. Um, so I gave it a 3 out of 10, but to be generous, it gets one extra point for having a head explosion. So that takes it up to a 4. So your official review is going to be a 4. Yeah. Ask me, ask me what and mine I, is. And I don't feel good about it, because I really think that it's worse than just one point below average. I think it really is a 3. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. That's pretty bad. That's so. In ask me what my what my what, score. What for is it. your score? It's almost a seven for me. It's a it's a hard six. That is crazy. It's almost a seven. And 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 it was just it, it's perfect for this time of year. It's 
it's it you know what it is a lot of it a lot of it is it's it was very fun like it was the setting was so cool it does the thing that i always want movies to do which is it gives me it, it like it makes me hope that someplace like this exists on earth you know like here's a here here's a park a, a whole theme park with millions and millions of dollars worth of scary <laughs> animatronics and people being paid to like run up and scare you and just tons of people having a good time and like it's it's bigger it's large it's a larger than life scenario that could never happen in real life it wouldn't have this kind of energy in real life mhm but I, that's what I really like about it a whole lot is is the setting and and the premise and you know I don't think it was acted po- too too bad. Uh, yeah, I know. Right. We're, we're just gonna we're, all right. we're just gonna disagree. We'll, all we'll over get on into this thing. it. So uh, let's let's get into our critiques and our likes of the movie. Um, we'll just say soft spoilers from this moment going on and. Later, I'll I'll uh, have a actual spoilers section where we talk about you know plot points that might spoil the movie if you want to watch it. If you kind of want to, if if you don't want to hear anything about the movie, you can skip forward to it's. It, later. Let's let's put it this way: it is a slasher. This is a standard slasher. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much all you need to. That, that's not past that. Nothing can really be spoiled right. for you. Right. All right, transition music. Okay, so the setting of it is this generic haunted house with literal jump scares. I mean, it's, it covers a whole theme park, but it's just like what you would go through if you were at a Halloween haunted house, going through a maze and having people jump out at you. I went through I went through a generic haunted house today. You did? Hours ago. Was it exactly like Hellfest? <laughs> it was it was uh it was at the Enchanted Forest down in Salem. And it was... Uh, they should have called it the Haunted Forest for, oh, for October. No. Yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, there was a loud board that sl- got slapped and it made me jump, mm-hmm. you know, the way a jump scare does. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, and then there was some animatronics that popped out, very much like what happened in this movie a lot. And then um, there was some screaming tracks, which also happened in this movie. You know, I actually, I saw this movie a couple of days ago and then I went to enchanted forest and walked through the and got a pretty good redo of it in the the haunted house so part of the the premise of the movie is that it progressively gets scarier the deeper you go into the haunted park i love that premise is that did it actually do that did the movie no no No, it didn't (laughs) because like to me it would get scarier the more people are touching me and jump there's people jumping out yeah and the scariest part of the theme park supposedly it's all animatronic and turned on by lasers bryce fears human contact more than anything else <laughs> they touch you heard me. it here first <laughs> it, for me it would get scarier the more they touch me what are they like like what specifically like tickling no, I think just like it's it gets a more of a visceral response if someone touches you as opposed to something that jumps out at you, yeah, right? Bad touch. Like I I thought it was kind of a missed opportunity because there are those because it it sets up you have to sign off this this waiver. It even says in the trailer this um liability waiver liability or whatever. Is a bitch. <laughs> and there are haunted houses that are extreme haunted houses like Oh yeah. They'll like waterboard you or do some extreme fuck they'll do some like they'll get you they'll like throw shit at you and and get you all gooey and like just hold you down and just really do weird stuff i've seen i've seen videos of it and it definitely wasn't that (laughs) these places exist yeah wow yeah i mean there's one i think there's only really like one that really tries to do it but it's it has a liability waiver, and I can't think of the the weird stuff that it does. But I mean, it shows clips of people actually freaking out, like terrified, having panic attacks. Yeah, and stuff. like having panic attacks and stuff. Wow. Yeah. It's what? 
So I was expecting that. So that might be just, to me, a wasted opportunity. So I'd look down on it. If anybody's listening who knows of these things, I've never... Like, I mean, I've heard of your standard, like, you know, seasonal spook houses that pop up and, like, you know, stadiums and and stuff like that. But I've never heard of something that extreme. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, You said you liked the acting. I thought the acting was bad... Very bad. Why do you think it was bad? Um, well, first, the writing was terrible, but also just the acting was like, okay, one of my Bryce called it moments. I don't have my theme music, but let's just do one of the Bryce called it things was I turned to David and said, I bet she was a child actor on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel talking about Rain Edwards. Rain, yeah. Because stunningly gorgeous, ones. all of them, all of the main cast just were way overacting and like flailing and, and stuff, and everything was way too happy and yeah, just overacted. It felt it was just a bit much, it, you know, it, it did not feel like genuine. A bunch of enthusiastic young 20 <clears throat> somethings who were kind of horny and excited to, you know, go to a theme park. And get scared. That's it. Felt very on point for that. But I think what you're forgetting, and this may come back to the you hating, you know, per, like interaction with people, <laughs> is <laughs> this is this is like every group of twenty something year olds that I've like eighteen to whatever twenty three year olds that I've ever seen. They're unbearable to be around, and they're very much like this. And if you go to one of these parks, oh. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. it did. It did a pretty. Good, I mean, that was one thing that I was like, okay, this is definitely. I'm not the target market for this. It's for kids this age. Yeah, kids. You know, kids in their twenties. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's when I talk about the characters being very vapid. It was a lot. A lot of the dialogue was just, oh, so you couldn't reach out and grab me. I guess we're doing that now. Yeah, just it, that type of dialogue of just. I'm observing, and I'm going to state it. I'm observing with my voice. Yeah. And uh, anyways, I called that that she was a child actor, and, and I was totally right. She what, was. What was she, she both appeared on a Nickelodeon show and a Disney Channel show. Damn. Yeah. Almost the trifecta. You could you could just tell it from the act. I mean, if you watch any of those kid shows on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel, like flipping by, just observe the type of acting that they do in there. It's that type of acting in this movie. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, no, the, no, that's accurate. I mean, it, it it did feel like, you know, it felt like all that. <laughs> Remember all that? <laughs> right. It felt like that. But yeah. but, you know, with about 10 extra years on all the actors, you know. Yeah. To me that's that's the real nightmare. <laughs> um so yeah, for example, one of the it could go one the of other the other way. It could go the other way. And that's that's my that's my problem with a lot of slashes is it goes too far in the opposite direction. Like that's why I don't like about Rob Zombie films is it goes way too far in the other direction and it just feels like somebody's putting cigarettes out on you all the time (laughs) and it's like okay i I mean right it doesn't need to be this it's it's yeah you're right though it is on one end of a very severe spectrum yeah so i mean very early on in the movie this is the one of the parts that i laughed that at both the writing and the delivery of the acting was shit another scare (laughs) it's like the very first killing and the villain shows up, and oh, yeah. they, they just get surprised, and it was just shit. Another scare. Wow, that was pretty much how how she said it. You're really keyed into things a lot more <laughs> than I am. I like this. I might be suffering from dementia or something. Right. I think I'm losing my mind because I just don't pay that close that close <laughs> of attention to anything. Uh, so we mentioned Rain Edwards. Um, we want to be delicate for our female viewers. Of which, I don't know how many there are. I dare the female viewers to go take... Just Google Rain Edwards really quick. And and don't be stunned by her. I dare you. She was... Yeah, it was distracting. And I know towards the end of it, neither one of us cared at all about the protagonist. We really did not want the, the character that Rain Edwards... Yeah, please be okay. ...played to die. Because that would have just been... I would have walked out. Was this PG... 13 or was this r i think it was r but it's a pretty light r yeah it's a really light r because i was expecting boobs yeah at least i know 
there was no, there was none of it. Yeah. And you can be, yeah, I mean, look, uh, if you don't watch a lot of horror movies, that's going to sound crass. But if you watch as many horror movies as I've watched, it's, a, I mean, especially when you have just a stunner in the movie, like, it's almost a surefire thing that boobs are, kind of, boobs yeah, are coming I think, away. <laughs> I think uh, Roger Ebert had a quote about just like, yeah, if it's an R-rated movie, I mean, just throw us a bone here. We want to, we want to see some boobs, you know. <laughs> it's like, that's what Ebert said. Yeah, I think there's there. Maybe that's just in my head, but I remember something to that effect of him just watching a movie. He's like, it's just yeah, we never yeah. never get anything. What else is the R for? Right. The killer. So there's a major plot point, not a spoiler, but the killer attacks people that act like they aren't scared, which is a decent premise. I think that was. A great idea. And he and it should be noted that he walked like at the start of the movie, he walked into the park as a participant. Mm-hmm. You know, he or 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 he like walked through a back gate or something. No, like he that. walks he walks through as a guest. Okay. And then he puts on the mask then and he starts puts on the mask, you know, yeah. wreaking havoc. Yeah. And he actually he doesn't come up come in with any weapons, he just takes stuff ad hoc from around the yeah. park or whatever is available. So it's as far as a premise, it is a good premise. Yeah. Placing it in a uh, haunted house type thing with a killer that kills people that thinks that they're too cool to be scared at that type of thing is a great idea. And yeah, it and just, what, they and do what, not take advantage of it at all in this movie. And what better place to... It's, it's I mean, it's basically terrorism. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's like it's 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 scary because it's so it's it's so it could be real very oh, very man. easily. Like I just thought that's that's a that's it's a great it's shocking idea. that this hasn't happened in real life and it probably has. Right. I just realized has there been a horror movie that featured just terrorists as the villains? I don't know. Man, that would Oh yeah, that That would be a great horror movie. That, yeah, that would be pretty good. Like what? Like what's our uh, what's our premise here? Um, I don't know. Like a high school prom, and Al Qaeda or ISIS comes in and oh, man. and takes it hostage. No, just just like a high school. Oh man, that'd be glorified. That that would be bad. That'd be like glorifying. Like so, what I'm thinking is like the immediate thing that came to my mind was like I have a I have a horror have a have a movie that's like a real life depiction of one of these high school shootings yeah. and it's like no you can't you can't do that you can't do that that would be that would be glorifying yeah. killers that's just a drama yeah <laughs> Oof. no i mean if you know it if would have ever... to be it would have to be isis or al-qaeda or something like that. yeah hmm see yeah why did why do action movies get all the terrorists yeah terrorism is terrifying yeah it it's has, right in the name it has it in the name Okay, Um, so my theories for this movie, before we get into the actual spoilers, is that this was a ploy to start a branded traveling theme park just to do their own Hellfest, like CBS Studios. Like, maybe if this succeeds, we can start a a Hellfest and just have it go around the country. I I was thinking so much about, like... How badly I want someplace like this to exist, mm-hmm. a Hellfest style theme park, mm-hmm. um, like seasonal theme park to show up in, in Portland or Vancouver right. or somewhere nearby. Yeah. I drive to Seattle for something like this. Yeah. And and my thought behind that is it's so implausible. It's so impractical because it, it for it to be the caliber that this movie was, it would cost millions of dollars and it would only last you know, four weeks. Uh, yeah. It would cost so much to get this. But I mean, that being said, I mean, the setup, things like zoo lights, like if they're mm-hmm. done well, that takes a long time to set that up. And that's a lot of lights. It's not nearly as impressive as something like Hellfest with tons of animatronics yeah. and a bunch of paid actors who run around and like, like fog machines and shit. But mm-hmm. it's still a yeah big, big hassle. My other theory was that it's a ploy to sell the Halloween mask of the killer. Man. So I I, I wrote down, I'm surprised it wasn't produced by Spirit Studios. 
<laughs> the yeah 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 what, what's his the ghibli no like spirit the halloween store that just pops up oh i can't remember is it just spirit halloween or spirit something i don't know yeah i think it's it just just around halloween it yeah. pops up in some abandoned strip mall and, and then sells toys or us. yeah still sells a whole bunch of masks and stuff and it was like yeah man spirit should get in the horror movie game it's astonishing just to just to create a new mask that you're gonna sell because think how many scream masks sold after oh, scream came out forget about it it's astonishing how profitable those seasonal um things are like you know my brother knows somebody who owns like a a, a couple firework stands something like that and they just their their whole family lives off of the money that's that that they get for selling fireworks for a month out of every year. You know, they make so much money in that month that they that they're able to support their family for the rest of the mostly for the rest of the year. It's, it's these seasonal things like selling Halloween stuff or selling fireworks like they can make they can make a tremendous amount of bank right. from that. Yeah. I always go by and ask, like, how does that work? Yeah, because you go. Boy, it must take so much manpower to set all this up. Yeah. But it also must be worth it because you're doing it. And right. And you're back every year. Yeah, if you're heavily seasonal, might as well just be in that season. Um, okay, so now into the actual... Spoilers. Spoilers. So at one point, one of the boyfriend wants to get the, the protagonist a Cupid doll. Or just some yeah. random stuffed animal so the thin 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 subplot is that the visiting protagonist what's her name again becky i don't know yeah (laughs) whatever his name is the beauty um or no not protagonist yeah the protagonist she comes into town and there's brief talk before they go of of this guy that has the hots for and they're totally gonna do it so that's the subtext and he goes off because he's terrible at carnival games, and his master plan is to get the girl a stuffy. And he <laughs> he asked the carnival worker, "Hey, bro, can I get one? I spend like fifty dollars at this stand. At, at this stand, this ring toss stand." And the guy replies, "Nah, nah, I'd lose my job." To which boyfriend goes, "Okay, yeah, yeah, that was, that was unnecessary. <laughs> it was it was kind of amusing." And then he goes and. Uh, Goes into, like, the storage area, and he's going to steal it. And then that's when the killer shows up and beats his head in with a giant mallet, which is the best death of the entire movie. Yeah. His head explodes. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. That's the best part of the movie. Yeah, he, like, he like teases his head up on one, you know, on, like, a like yeah. test your strength. Kind of, like, use a mallet to test your strength, and then he just... Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then there's one point in the movie where... It's this is where it starts getting unbelievable. The the killer is like following them around and doing stuff, and they call the police, which you know makes sense. And the police shows up. Came here to be scared, right? I can't arrest people for doing their job. That's the cop. Yeah. So the cop says, "Can't arrest him. He hasn't done anything wrong." But uh, I mean, he grabbed her hair and assaulted her in a bathroom. Yeah. I mean, that is assault. Could have done something. You know what am I gonna do? <laughs> I think it's just an accurate portrayal of some cops. I mean, I guess. I mean, maybe if he's a he's a security hey, guard or hey, something. Hey, they stole my laptop. Can't you do anything about it? Yeah, I can tell you your laptop's gone forever. <laughs> what about some police work? You gonna do any of that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <kid. laughs> uh, okay. So let's get into my main beef. So it's very unbelievable that the park is stuffed to the gills with visitors and employees so it's basically like disneyland one of the main plot points is that they get vip passes to skip the massive lines and it shows these massive lines and it even shows some of the vip lines are very long except when the killer is chasing them then it's abandoned there's no one around yeah i guess it does thin out a little bit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but this is your main beef yeah like your main beef are continuity errors in a, it's not continuity it's like it's, a basic premise of the location yeah 
It felt to me like my explanation of it is the park is vast. It feels large and confusing and intentionally puzzlish, you know? I like, mean, you just you just went to Enchanted Forest. Mm-hmm, How mm-hmm. crowded was Enchanted Forest? Pretty. Pretty darn. And that is a very, very lightly, you know, trafficked theme park. No. No, it is not. It is a very popular theme park. I mean, compared to Disneyland or yeah. something like that. Something that would be, you know, lines up. Was there a line to get in? Uh, we showed up right at opening, so n- okay. no, not really. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Were there lines on the rides? Yeah. So, yeah. like, how long, was, how long not, was the wait? Not long. Like, like minutes. Three or four minutes. Right. Yeah. So it looked like this place is, you know... Yeah. Over 10-minute wait, yeah. you know, to get through. Anyways, and then it's just abandoned whenever the killer's chasing them. Yeah. To but, where if they screamed, no one would hear them. But, I mean, I guess it is, it, if people screamed, you would just assume they're scared. But Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place to go kill people. And you yeah. shouldn't do it. <laughs> Thanks, David. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, if there's a liability thing, I'm not going to be part of it. So at one point, they're running away from the killer, and this is at the end. Uh, they get distracted. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. So they're running away from the killer, scared for their lives, but they still get distracted by the spoopy scares from the maze. Yeah. Like someone, something jumps out at them. They're like, oh my gosh, what is this? And then like, they examine the the room of the of the haunted house. And they're like, whoa, what What do I make of this? Like, it's fake. Keep running. What do I make of this room of heads? And it's like, <laughs> it's a room of heads, you idiot. You're in a <laughs> yeah. Halloween park. If it was anywhere else but here, it would be scary. Yeah. But it's not. It's this in the haunted house. This is a common place here. <laughs> so they, they take 10 Mississippi to pause and look at the room. And when they get out to a room with a bunch of reaching out hands, so it's one of those hallways where people are reaching through spandex hands reaching out and touching you which normally would would be spooky but if you're getting chased by a killer those hands are attached to real people (laughs) you just go hey hey i know you're a paid actor but i'm about to be murdered yeah you you know go through or go through a door that you know will get to you the people behind there see i'm a quick i'm a quick thinker See, so my story would be, so if you approach some those elastic hands who are attached to real people who are paid actors in the park, and you said something like, help, help, I need help, someone's trying to kill me, they'd be like, yeah, that's the spirit. <laughs> but I would come up with some very specific, hard to, like, ignore sort of thing, like, like, uh... Like my my wife stole my baby and and she's she's I don't know what she's doing with it but I'm very scared and I need help I need to get a phone or something like that I come right. up with a very specific hard to like like hard to not be compassionate about story. Right. So listeners, if you're in this situation with a killer chasing you through a haunted house, blame your wife. Blame your wife. Or, I mean, if you said I'm there's someone chasing after me trying to rape me, like that would be. Don't scream rape. That I would, mean, especially if it's not happening. That just makes you the boy who cried rape. I guess. Because next time... Well, in this situation, I would be raped, a girl. Next time when you say you're getting raped, and it turns out to be a killer, I'm not going to believe that you're being raped. All right. I'm going to think that's, that maybe it's a killer after that's true. coming to get you. So, yeah, I mean, that was so distracting that I'm like, there's people there. Just ask for help or do something. And there could have been... If they were slightly more creative, they could have, number one, just did that throw out of like, ha it's working. We're doing a good job, guys. And yeah. then, I mean, even just and then like all a, the hands high five. Yeah. <laughs> Through the elastic. <laughs> the hallway of hands all high five each other. Yeah. yeah good job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if this was a Shane Black script, it would, totally wouldn't have been that. Oh, yeah. It would have been like, good job, guys. Yeah. Did you hear her scream? It sounded so, it sounded like she was dying. It was authentic. Or sounded like a murderer was chasing her with a knife. The other route you could have taken would be just have the park be in cahoots. Just have it a like a conspiracy to where the park is run by psychopaths and they kill Ooh. people and, and cover it up. Ooh, I like that idea 
That's yeah. a good idea. One thing that this movie did well that I liked um, was... Now, first of all, one thing they did bad was the mask that he wore, the slasher. Uh, it was not a good mask. It was um, it was boring. Yeah. It, mean, was it was like, like a rip-off of uh, Leatherface, kind of. Yeah. It looked like a people mask. And uh, But um, when they enter the VIP area of the park, which is or the hell portion of the park, like deep into the depths of like the serious scares where mm-hmm. the serious scares take place and they get off the ride. The, you have to get on a ride like to cross the river sticks to get there or whatever. And uh, and they get off the ride and, and they see him, you know, they yeah. see the killer and he's coming at him. But then they see a bunch of them, and it turns out that that's a mask from from that section from of the park. that section of the yeah. park. And so suddenly it adds this twist to it yeah. of like, oh, this guy, this guy is dressed up as a park employee essentially. Yeah. And then they never touch on it again, which is a bummer. Like yeah. they could have done more with that. I mean, they do. They do. Like, there's a point where they say he's got that mask on, and they just say, yeah, there's like 15 other people that look exactly like him. Yeah, you mean Larry and David <laughs> and Roger. And Bernie, and Sandra, and Carl, and Dermot, and Dermot, Dermot. <laughs> okay, so the, so the last thing I have to complain about is has a really dumb and predictable epilogue, where the killer is still alive, and he goes home to a suburban home he and hangs, puts his, he hangs up his mask and his knife, his stabbing mm-hmm. knife. Yeah, and the mask is you know hanging among six or seven other masks in his closet and then he goes in and it it attempts to have suspense in the moment where this girl is on a couch and you're like little girl like this little girl it's like who we know what you're doing you're setting it up that he's he's he lives there he's a family man he hung up I mean, is it some suburban person that has a closet of masks that he's been he had keys to the garage yeah (laughs) And then the girl comes up and says, Daddy! And you never get a shot of his face, but the implication is he's just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. He's one of us. Google gobble. <laughs> All right, so my question to the audience is, so what is the movie with the most distractingly implausible premise for getting trapped by a killer? Like, what's the one thing that you just look at and you're like, well... Any sane person would not do that in that situation if you actually believed you're getting chased by a killer. The one that comes to mind immediately for me is Jaws. Oh, you know there's a <laughs> you know there's a great white that that's proven itself aggressive towards boats. <laughs> and you're gonna go out on a boat. Good good uh, idea. Yeah. The, I just watched Friday the thirteenth and there's a moment where she's getting chased by the killer and she goes into the jeep that's readily available to drive away but there's a dead body in it so she freaks out and runs away uh, i'm like i'd be like that body's my best friend now <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm hugging you all the way to safety i mean there's a certain there's an acceptable range of yeah i mean if you want if you want this girl to be killed you gotta have her run into the house instead of run towards people yeah but there's a point at which you just go that that entire premise doesn't make any sense and it takes me out of the movie so what's what's your what's your line what trapped situation took you out of the movie so final <laughs> final recommendations for hellfest who would like this uh i think you know i mean this is a very serviceable uh seasonal slasher for halloween like if you want to get in the mood for halloween or I don't know. It get excited about about Halloween. This is, I had a I had a pretty fun time at this, and I, I don't like slashers very much, but I like this. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely four. I guess four out of ten isn't bad because I could I could see watching this and having a lot of enjoyment making fun of it. Yeah, because it's yeah easy to pick apart. And Rain Edwards is so. <laughs> nice to look at like yeah, didn't hope- you mention that she's very pretty yeah uh so i mean i would recommend if you're <laughs> in your teens and you don't know any better you might like this hey well well you can't say that if you're a teen are you instantaneously offended by this suggestion that you don't know any better let us know in the sure. comments 
Um, it Excuse feels... me, sirs. I'm I'm much. <laughs> as far as seen in the theaters, I wouldn't recommend it. It's it feels like a fa- uh, like a Netflix quality movie. You should wait until it is on Netflix. Or yeah, something to watch it. I, I mean, as much as I hate to admit it, it no, no. I'm gonna say go because it's I, worth twelve dollars. It's almost a seven for me, Brian. Oh my gosh, that's like the same score you gave Predator. No, I this gave, is as good as Predator. I gave Predator an eight. All right, it's well. it's as it's almost as close as Predator. I didn't give this a seven. I gave this a strong six. This is just a strong six for me. All right, moving on. Today's taglines brought to you by Ruble Shave Club. You don't need fancy speed-themed multi-razor. Shave Soviet way with USSR surplus razor. Why waste 98.5 cent on competitor product with redundant blades and capitalist agenda when our razor just is good? Just rub off rust on state-issued pants and wet with vodka. Is good enough. Sign up for Ruble Shave Club today is mandatory. Here's taglines. Okay, so we don't have a ton of taglines, but Hellfest I, was uh, hard to come up with taglines for because it, it was so unnotable. It, <laughs> I I mean I I really don't have a reason for why Hellfest was hard to come up with taglines for. It just yeah, it wasn't it it didn't lend itself well to being made fun of in any particular way. Yeah, yeah. So just as a premise, the official tagline is. Fun getting in, hell getting out. Yeah. No, Just, that that's the actual That's tagline? the actual tagline, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let me... let me. You, you, how many did you have? I I only have two. You have two, okay. So, um, so my... I'll, I'll give uh, two, and then you, you can start giving yours. Okay. So, Hellfest, because Fright Night was taken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hellfest, fun getting in. Hell sitting through it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this one will be funny if you've heard previous episodes. I wish I may. <laughs> I wish I might slash these kids I see tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's funny because, uh. because it's my go to. Like, if I've said that, I've used that same dumb. Yeah, taglines might be getting tired. Yeah, we might we have got, to replace it with it. others. Okay, Hellfest. We don't get paid enough to hear you scream. <laughs> uh, the price of entry? Your life. Hellfest. That, that, oh, one, yeah. that one could have been... That one is a... Yeah, that's that a That one contender. could have been a, a real tagline. Yeah. Hellfest. In the middle of a crowded theme park, no one can hear you scream. That's kind yeah. of the same thing. Yeah. Kind of an alias thing. Anyways. What was next? Oh, you called the eye stab death. Oh yeah, Bryce called it. Yeah, the other one, the other one that I called, other than how did you do that? Because that one, I'm very incredulous about. I believe that you look. So, okay, set this up. I can't believe I can't believe that you didn't didn't well, call it. All that from happened was like a needle showed up. I mean, how many like, how many horror movies have you seen? Hundreds, okay. hundreds and hundreds. So the setup is the killer is chasing after one of or they're chasing after the group basically and he finds a needle and he picks it up now what is the only thing that would be done with a needle in a horror movie okay that could be put in a urethra (laughs) first of all and i just leaned over to david and i said he's gonna stab someone's eye out with that and he was incredulous when it happened which i'm I find very amusing because I can't think of any other way to, I mean, maybe an ear. <laughs> I already said a urethra. Or a urethra. A butt. You, you usually I mean, you, stick shots in the butt. You stab it in someone's heart and it's not going to do anything. It's so scary getting a shot at the doctor. Why didn't he just give it to him in the arm? Be yeah. Like, ah, hey. 
Or maybe if he filled it with air and then inject it into his brain. Oh, man, that'd be like... That's, that, now you're getting into, like, Saw territory, or like Final yeah. Destination kind of stuff. No, but anyways, yeah, that was the other one that I called, is just sticking the needle through someone's eye. I kind of believe you looked that up. <laughs> <laughs> that one was obvious. Um, I, I, was, I, I was more proud of calling that Rain Edwards was a child actor on Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Yeah. Okay, horror, horror movie, movie news. news. Um okay, a couple couple things. Aubrey Plaza and Brian Tyree Henry are in talks to head the cast of a child's play reboot. So the studio is looking for Aubrey Plaza to play the mother of the lead kid and Brian Tyree Henry, best known for Atlanta, is going to be the lead detective pursuing the doll. The story is rumored to involve a new doll or a new take on Chucky who's being characterized as a robot doll. They should just... What? Dude, they should just make it a Roomba. (laughs) A Roomba with a knife taped onto it? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, ah! No, no, no. Um, it's very slowly and predictably driving this way. Oh, thank God. It hit a corner. It hit a corner. Uh, Bruce Dern will Quick, box it in. <laughs> Put a box over it. It's cutting its way out of the box. Oh, hey, look, I can stand on it. I found its one weakness. Put a cat on it. <laughs> Take a video. Okay. Bruce Dern will replace Burt Reynolds in <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is going to be a movie about the Manson murders. Oh, badass. Finally. Yeah. God, have we just been waiting for Charles Manson to die this whole time to get this? Did he die? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. I think he died this year. Um, Finally. So, uh, apparently, Burt Reynolds hadn't shot any scenes yet, so um, you won't see that in the outtakes. Um, Danny Boyle's Frankenstein stage play starring Benedict Cumberbatch... Cucumber Patch. ...is coming to theaters for Halloween. So you can... uh, What is it? It's a stage play... On Frankenstein, oh, so it, okay. it's going to be um, screened through Fathom Events, which I've never figured out how to watch it, <laughs> any of them. Can anyone listening to the sound of my voice right now please tell me how to attend a Fathom Events? I, I I've never like <laughs> I've seen it advertised since I was a little kid. I have no idea. Right? Oh, maybe not a little kid. I don't really recall when it started. Probably yeah. at least teenager. I remember. Because me, me and my wife <clears throat> used to go to the opera because we're, you know, Music impressive people. people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they always have Fathom events for the Met doing productions of, of operas and stuff. Every, like every movie I go to advertises them. And once, I can't remember what production it was, but we were interested in like, I wonder, how do you even see that? And we went out to the lobby and asked the customer service person, like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> how do you, where do you see Fathom events stuff? And they're just like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, you're just making things up. You're like the commercial that played four times before the event started. Yeah. You work here. And they're like, what are you talking Like, I just work here. Yeah. So I've never actually seen anywhere to do it. I because but correct that being, me that if I'm wrong. Said, correct me if I'm wrong. But the premise is, you know, like big event sort of situations, you can go and view at a local movie theater. Right. Right. So like a, a, a big big boxing match or something like that. Right. Uh, will occasionally like get on Fathom Events or yeah, like an opera or something like. Right. I think I did actually. <laughs> I found. A Fathom event that I was um, unreasonably excited about, I think it's this week, is uh, they're showing the original animated Transformers movie through Fathom events. And uh, I had to look it up where it was playing. And it's all like down, it's like well, well past Portland. It's like Bridgeport or something like that. I mean, oh, wow. There's nowhere, I mean, it didn't seem like there was anywhere in Portland. It was all... Like Beaverton or, you know, the listeners in, in uh, the UK are really <laughs> eating up this representation. Oh, yeah. But it's like uh, like 20 miles away or something and yeah, away she- from a major, relatively major market, it feels like. By the way, shout out to the UK. Yeah. Like, for real. Like, I, I had no idea y- y'all be listening to the sound of my voice. But I, I checked our stats. We've We've got 
eight downloads from Sweden. Yeah. And steady, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Swedes. Swedes, UK. You can look forward to the ritual. <laughs> UK and the Swedes. They didn't actually shoot it in Sweden. They even didn't? Even though it was about, yeah. No. Oh, all right. But it is about Sweden, so. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, it's a stage play starring Benedict Cumberbatch and some other guy. And Cucumberbatch. They, they apparently switch roles. One of them plays the Dr. Frankenstein. One of them plays the monster, and they switch it. Yeah. Um, anyways, if you're interested in that, you can figure out how to get to Fathom events because we can't. I think this is the last one. I know you'll want to talk about this. Lion Gates Hellboy has been pushed back to a later uh, 2019 release date. So they're planning on releasing it January, uh, but push it back to April. So the director, Neil Marshall, uh, who directed The Descent, is going for a much darker tone than Guillermo del Toro did with the upcoming hellboy and they're looking for our rating yeah i'm i'm i mean so hellboy like the comic is probably probably my favorite favorite comic uh mike mcdonald's art is just amazing and uh you know everybody who he's had over the more recent you know couple of decades who's picked up his 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 uh picked up the torch for his art has been amazing richard corbin and Dave, I can't remember the other guy. Anyway, I love all the Hellboy comics and stuff. And, uh, you know, I like the movies. I like the Guillermo del Toro movies. Um, I'd love to see something real dark. They always cut. The reason I like it is because they always cover, you know, the strange and macabre, you know, real life stories, you know, myths and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be good. I so have, hope. You, have you heard anything about the reboot? Oh, yeah. I've been I've been kind of following this because it's been sanctioned you know it is this is anointed by mike mignola um whereas you know like um the shape of water <laughs> is a clear ripoff of one of mignola's hmm. uh, you know a spinoff from hellboy which hmm. is uh abe sapien yeah uh, guillermo del toro that was guillermo de- del toro uh who did shape of water and yeah he just clearly ripped off abe sapien huh. and uh and even the uh, some of the backstory interesting so, so this reboot's going to be starring david harbour which uh plays the sheriff in stranger things um so david harbour is going to play oh he's Hellboy. good also starring mila jovovich and a bunch of other people that i don't know ian mcshane i recognize I haven't, Professor Bloom. I haven't seen her since, like, the last Resident Evil, whatever it was, Apocalypse or whatever. Yeah. Well, she's got to go find a job now. They haven't been making any of those. Yeah. All right. Last bit. I'm very excited about this game. This is a bit where I have to guess whether this is a Lifetime movie. And if you don't know what a Lifetime movie is, Lifetime is a channel on cable that is marketed toward um, women, mostly. Uh, And so it has a lot of dramatic elements, and they're usually kind of corny, made-for-TV movies. So I have to guess whether or not, what, these sound clips? Are they sound clips? Came from a horror movie or from Lifetime? No, these are synopsises. Oh, synopsis You have to to guess from the description of the movie. Ah. And uh, so I looked up, (laughs) I had to look up on IMDb Lifetime movies and try to find descriptions of the plot. And then I went on, I guess just Netflix to search for horror movies and found. Yeah. And those, anyways, okay, so you can play along at home. Um, okay, number one, a get-together with his ex and their new spouse. Accepting is the polite thing to do, but maybe not the most prudent. One more time. A get-together with his ex and their new spouse. Accepting is the polite thing to do, but maybe it's not the most prudent. Is that a Lifetime movie or a horror movie? That's, okay, that sounds so tame. Uh, it just it just does not sound like I could see how this could be a horror movie, but it does not like it feels like a TV guide explanation of a very tame show. So I'm going to say 
lifetime. Wrong. What? <laughs> Get You're going to kick yourself. That was The Invitation off of Netflix. Ah! Uh, ah! Uh, you... you. <laughs> You bastard! You used my one of my favorites against me. Okay, prudent. This <laughs> fucking. <laughs> All right. Uh, next number two. So, by the way, you got to keep score. Do you have a pen? Keep, yeah, keep yeah, score. Yeah. Okay. So whenever you get one right, I can go back and when I'm editing, I'm going to hear I don't whether worry. you're. Alive. I'm not. I'm going to try. Right. Try cheat. Number two. She's alone. Abandoned. Trying to survive on her own at the family home, and she's trapped inside with a monster. See, this is a trap because this is made to so intentionally sound like a horror movie that it has to be a lifetime. So I'm going to go with lifetime on this one. Horror! What? That's from Stephanie on Netflix. <laughs> That one's great. I, I tried are, to pick ones that were really close because the Lifetime movies, if you don't know... This is really hard. Lifetime movies, a, a ton of them are like domestic abuse stories. Yeah, whodunit. Yeah. And whodunits and domestic abuse. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Zero, oh for two. Okay, number three. A young married couple find their relationship and their lives threatened after a beautiful and dangerous seductress moves into their pool house. Uh... I'm kind of getting a little bit of PTSD here. This this seems pool house. I'm trying to think of a movie where someone moved into a pool house and then wrecked a marriage. But I can't. I Don't can't. overthink it. Like all of these are ones that you probably haven't seen. Okay. Well, I saw the invitation. Oh yeah. And in fact, it's one of my very favorite movies. I'm going to say Lifetime because it just sounds so boring. That's nope. Nothing evil here. We're peachy king. <laughs> that was a lifetime movie. That oh, was so I got it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a good I, uh, a good drop for that. That one was Ties That Bind, two thousand six lifetime movie. I got one. Uh, okay, a husband and wife begin to suspect that their newly widowed neighbor may have a serious dark side. Newly widowed neighbor may have a serious dark side. Huh. I'm going to have... Oh, man. Uh, it feels like... A, it feels like you're trying to get me to... I, I'm so mixed up right now. I'm like a pretzel. Mm -hmm. I got pretzels in my head. Uh, I, I guess I'm going to go horror because... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> It's a lifetime movie. God damn it. What is it? <laughs> yeah, that one was My Neighbor's Secret. <laughs> I don't have the year for that. I was going to go, like, th at this point, I'm, like, double backtracking on myself. I love this idea. I love that I came up with this. I was just, like, in the bathroom some moment. I was like... Shocking. It's not like I watch <laughs> lifetime movies. But I was thinking, yeah, those lifetime movies, it features a lot of murder. Yeah. And they could be definitely yeah, horror movies. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's just do the last one. We we did four, so let's do five. Uh, last one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is a really close one, too. Uh, a new family moves in next door, and they seem a little off. When in doubt, trust your instincts. A new family move ne moves in next door, and it feels off, so you have to trust your instincts. This sounds like Disturbia. Wow. Uh, which, which is, uh... I think that was a remake of something else like rear window or something like that um i'm gonna go with horror horror you yeah. are correct you get one point that yeah. one was playdate on netflix okay all i right. don't know what that is but all right yeah so two out of five ain't bad that's which one did you get 50 percent. i got the third one and the last one okay I'll have to go back to the tape. I thought you only got one. Wow. But you could just you know, take it. You could just take it from me. What are you gonna do? All right. Thanks to everyone um for listening. Please share the podcast with a friend. If you're if you dig it, if you go to any horror movies with a group of friends or an old pal that you don't see anymore, and this is why you listen to us because you crave, you know, discussion about horror movies. Share it with that guy. Yeah. Or girl. Or gal. Whatever. 
Let them know. Yeah, share it with a friend. Uh, visit us at horrormovietalk.com. You can get all our links there. Um, let us know what you think. Leave a comment on this episode's post on our website, or you can just leave us a line on Facebook or Twitter. Special thanks to no one. We did it all ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> We're above everyone now. Yeah, I don't. I didn't have anything written down. Anybody for this week. who hits us up on social media, anybody I talk to, anybody you talk to, yeah. So thanks to me. Um, oh yeah, no, there's a, there's a guy on, on Twitter, um, that watched the evil within off of listening to our podcast. Yeah. Bearded horror at bearded horror tweeted us and said that he watched the evil within off of listening out to our evil within episode. So thanks for, uh, the shout out on Twitter. Glad you, uh, sat through that and thought it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it's at bearded horror underscore. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So thank you. Bearded horror. He said that movie was weird, but not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. That sounds like the movie that I watched. Not bad, but not great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it, exactly what we'd agree on. Strange in the extreme. Yeah. All right. Again, thanks. And that was Horror Movie Talk with Bryce and David. Bye. 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 bye.